This is Story Quest. Today's story is the Dragon in the Haberdashery. Do you know what a haberdashery is? It's a rather fun place where you can buy all sorts of things made out of fabric, cotton in every colour, and a million patterns for you to make clothes. Thick damasks, velvets for curtains, bright neon and glittery satins for costumes. As well as these treasures, haberdashers stock bright needles and colourful buttons and a multitude of ribbons, like rainbows. Smith's haberdashers had been in business for over a hundred years. It was now run by two sisters, great-granddaughters of the venerable Sid Smith, the original owner. And whilst Sarah and Sally were kind, they were sensible sorts, who would keep the rolls of materials tidy, sort the buttons, cut the lengths for customers, and generally keep everything running smoothly. What irritated them most was when customers took the rolls of fabric down and didn't put them back. It made the bolts grubby and creased. And at the start of the day, the remnant tub brimmed with newly iron leftover fabric. But after a day's work, the people in the shop had messed it into a tangle, making it look like a stool at a jumble sale. They didn't like creases and jumbles, and they didn't like surprises, which is a shame because they were about to get a really big one. Unbeknownst to the sisters, the haberdashery had an inhabitant that they did not know about. A dragon. Yeah, a dragon had made his home amongst the bolts and buttons and they had absolutely no idea. The dragon, Perigog, had been secretly living in the haberdashery for over a hundred years. After all, it was a very old shop. As the bombs of the Great War devastated the country, he, like many small things, had become orphaned and had nowhere to go. The other dragons in the woods were quite mean, so under the cover of night he had slunk into the city and round the back door of the haberdashers and settled into a box of shantung silks. Oh, luxury. It was so comfortable he resolved to make the haberdashery his home. He'd done pretty well at keeping out of everyone's way. Once, whilst lounging in the remnant's tub, his favourite place, a hand reached in and touched his soft scales. He heard a voice exclaim, Gosh, that's a good weight for suaded sequin. And he had to hurry away before he ended up on the measuring table being cut into metre lengths. They wouldn't have been able to divide him into metre lengths, I'm happy to say, mainly as he was a fairly small dragon. And he quickly learned his lesson to stay hidden. Dragons are well known for a few things. But when you imagine seeing one, as you might have done when reading a storybook, you probably think of them lounging sleepily on a pile of something nice, like rubies and gold coins. It's something dragons love doing. Lounging and napping. Not so different to a cat. So you can imagine how being able to curl up on reams of midnight blue velvet, or to bury his snout in a mountain of buttons from the store, was actually quite dragony and you could see why he didn't want to leave. And whilst he kept himself hidden, there was no reason why he should. That was until one bright spring day when everything changed. During the days, the safest place to be was in the neon spandex section. Gaudy limes, acid yellows, and strawberry shades with a shimmer. Most of the customers to the shop were, well, a bit old, and it just wasn't really the sort of thing they were interested in. 
he could always rely on being undisturbed as the customers instead thumbed the rose-printed cottons and stretch jersey fabric in sensible shades at the other end of the shop. But what Perigog didn't know is that there was a new fitness craze. Trainer Tilly was the star of a TV show where she got older people in leotards doing keep fit exercises and the audiences were enormous. As a result, the customers began to be a bit more daring and began to buy the jazzy fabrics to make leotards and leg warmers. Slowly, the bolts of bright and cheery fabric were beginning to diminish, although Perigog was just too fast asleep to notice. Until the final bolt was pulled out and Sarah, the older of the sisters, screamed in shock to see a small dragon happily asleep at the back of the shelf. Well, he wasn't asleep for long, of course. He woke and screamed too, so loudly that a puff of smoke came out of his snout, and that never happened. Not usually. Fire and fabric are a terrible combination. A dragon! she exclaimed, and called her sister over. Quickly, close the shop! Confused customers were ushered out, and the sign turned over to say very firmly that they were closed. Peregorg trembled and looked very scared. Oh, I am. Um, I'm. I'm so sorry. I was just looking for somewhere safe and cosy to live. Sarah looked a bit thoughtful. As dragons go, he didn't look terribly threatening. Not that she'd seen many. Sarah was a supremely practical person, which means she wasn't the type to get in a tiz, but more likely to try and work out how things can be sorted out so that everyone was happy. Dragons blow fire, right? She said with narrowed eyes. Well, of course I could, but I, I would never dream of doing so. Oh no, uh, the place would light up a bit like a Christmas tree. But you blow only fire. Well, uh, steam too. Dragons tend to think that's a bit rubbish though. Oh, they're all obsessed with fire. That and terrorising peaceable villagers. Well, here at Smith's, we are not obsessed with fire, Sarah said. Quite the contrary. The sisters looked at each other and began to smile. Peregog was very confused. He was certain he was to be evicted. They indicated that he should wait, and they began to whisper to each other. Then, it seemed, a decision had been reached. <clears throat> you may stay in the shop, as long as it's far away from our customers. You must never be seen again. Oh, goodness, that's wonderful. Uh, thank you. Gang on, we aren't finished yet. You will be expected to pay your way. But uh, how? I have no money. Well, of course you haven't. You're a dragon. But you will use your snout to steam the bolts and the remnants at the end of each day to turn everything to a pristine, smooth state. It'll save us from doing a lot of ironing. Oh, of course. This was more than he could have hoped for. It might be quite fun to have a go at tooting some steam out of his snout if he could help out. And that was nice too. So that's what happened. The sisters made a special nest for Peregog at the back of the shop, out of sight of the customers, but somewhere he didn't have to hide away. He proved to be very proficient at steaming out the creases, and the sisters remarked that they wished they'd got a dragon years ago. He was worth so much to the shop. And sometimes, if the sisters had some particularly shiny buttons, or an especially glittery satin, they would leave it in his nest, where he would settle after an evening steaming, and nestle and curl up contentedly. Not so differently to a cat. Got an idea for a story? Tell us the title at funkidslive.com forward slash story quest and we could bring your story to life. 
for a new story each week. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode.